Listen, Duchess. Do you hear the people? They cry out for change. Your weak-minded rule of Mandalore is at an end. The resurrection of our warrior past is about to begin. I am the Duchess of Mandalore. Your actions will bring our civilization to ruin. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. My only true loyalty is to men. Too bad our people can't stop fighting each other. You're dealing with the Mandalorians now, child. Not some Imperial officer fresh out of the Academy. I'm not planning on dying. Little Mandalorian. So proud. And tough, I think. We shall see. You're listening to Radio Free Mandalore news, reviews, and occasional interviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Patrick. I'm Tim. I'm Kevin. I almost said I'm Tim. Let's all be Tim this week. (laughs) I'm your host, Tim. Tim. (laughs) So, like, I'm the new Negan or what? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We are Negan. So what do we got this week, Tim number three? Whoa, bro. Tim number two. Oh, you want to be Tim one? All right. Whoa, bro. Do I want to be Tim number one? You got. You can all be Tim. I'll be Beasley. There's only right. one of me. There you go. What do you got this week, Beasley? It's been a pretty slow week. I mean, we said that last week, but this one's slower. So yeah. can't wait for Celebration to get closer so that more stuff starts popping out. But not sure. Did you guys see the Lucasfilm trademarked a new? I did Star the, Wars uh, title. Rivals. Yeah. Star Wars Rivals. There's no. We obviously don't know what it's gonna be or anything, but it kind of builds on what we talked about. Uh, either last week or the week before regarding a, a potential new animated series. So it could be something dealing with that kind of rumor. And could be I'm, the similarity to the name of Rebels makes me hope that it's the next entry in whatever, you know, animation series. And that would, you know and that I mean? would make sense because they are ending Rebels soon. It's, I mean, I think they have one more season. I think they're going to just going to wrap it up. I mean, this is unconfirmed. But um, now that they're pulling Clone Wars off of Netflix, it kind of makes sense for them to create something and just put it on Netflix. Well, there is a report that this could be taking uh, place within the timeline after 7. Could be. So this could be in the time of The Force Awakens or after. So I don't know if I necessarily am ready for uh, an animated series afterwards. Um, after yeah, seven, it seems a little... Into it seems a little uh, a little fast for them to do something like that, especially with episode eight coming out yeah. at the end of the year. I feel like at the point they're at right now, <clears throat> they're probably ready to start giving us stuff in between six and seven because I think that during production of seven, it felt like they kept changing things and, and making decisions on what direction they were going to go. And by this point now, I feel like seven's done, eight is mostly done, about to go into reshoots, and... I think they're pretty sure how they're going to wrap it up with nine. So I think they're probably feeling okay with giving us something between six and seven, but I don't, I'd be shocked if they gave us anything post seven, eight, nine timeline. Well, what do you think rivals? I mean, rebels, obviously that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Rivals. What are we thinking? What could that potentially point? What do at? I think it will be? What do I want it to be? <laughs> yes. What I want it to be would tie in nicely with what just happened on rebels where Sabine has left the crew and I'd like them to have the next show pick up with everything that's going on on Mandalore. It's, it seems strange to me that like for two and a half years, they gave us 
very little on her background. And then all of a sudden in the last few episodes, you get all this, all this information about Sabine and then she leaves. And Filoni's kind of like made comments about how, Oh, of course she's coming back, but he, he could be talking about in a different show. So I would like to see rivals be her returning to Mandalore with the dark saber and going up against whoever's in charge there right now and just place the whole storyline there. As always, it's based on nothing other than what I hope they do. What I'm afraid it might be, it could just turn out to be another mobile game or something, you know, could turn out to be a nothing. So Yeah, that's that's where my fear lies in Star Wars Rivals. It could be, but it, it could the, be anything. The name just sounds close enough to Rebels to me that to makes me want it to be like a sister show or a spinoff. Or, I actually hope it's not the next step as in like Rebels ends and Rivals starts. I, I want them to go concurrently. I think that would be really cool to split the story off. But who knows? You know me. I'm, I... I'm always going to want more Mandalorians, more Mandalore, more Darksaber, more Sabine. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, what I initially thought of when I when I saw like the uh, trademark Rebel or Rebels was, uh, so I got a little excited when I was watching Rebels the other day because they showed a little clip of what's going to be going on for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And then the very last clip they showed was Maul and Obi-Wan in a lightsaber duel. Right. So, so I was like, hmm. But then again, it's like, well, do they want to build a whole show around that? Well, you know, the, the I don't... Maul storyline isn't even the finale. The Maul Obi-Wan is in the third to last episode, and then there's going to be a two-part season finale that's all Thrawn. Mm-hmm. And it talks about Ezra bringing assistance from like an unlikely source. Hondo! I think Hondo. <laughs> I think something like that. I don't think it'll be him showing up with Maul. Because in the Maul storyline, all we know so far is that Ezra disobeys orders from Kanan and Hera and goes to Tatooine in search of Maul. So I don't think the ghost crew is going to be in that episode except for him, which I don't really, I mean, you guys know how I feel about Ezra. I don't really want to see him interacting with Obi-Wan or worse yet, he bumps into a young Luke. Uh, no, just, I don't want to see that, but yeah. <laughs> you, you well, know, you, Tim, you just you, made that happen. You right? keep your Ezra away from my <laughs> Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Some people I know are kind of speculating that maybe the, uh, the two-parter with Thrawn almost happens a little bit concurrently. Like it will start off with Ezra not there cause he's on Tatooine and then he'll show up at some point now. Could be that he shows up with Maul, but then I feel like that'd be weird for them to send Maul all the way to Tatooine to meet up with Obi-Wan and then not have any kind of conclusion to that story. But we'll see. I know, I know, Tim, you don't want him to die. I, I'm of the opinion, I just think it's time that, to wrap up Maul's, Maul's story before we get to the point of episode four. That doesn't mean we can't have more Maul, just different somewhere else in the timeline, somewhere before this or, or like the comic they're already doing. But we yeah. shall see in a couple weeks because there's only a few episodes left. There's a... Uh, there's the one they're gonna have one with Mon Mothma and then uh, maybe one or two other possibly filler episodes before we get to the Maul Obi Wan and then to the two part finale. I think by the end of March we're done, right? Do you have the the date? Either of you have the dates there? No, okay. I don't have it. Up. But it's coming up. I mean, I think there's only a few <clears> weeks <throat> left of the of this season, and as you guys have both mentioned, there's been no announcement yet for a season four. I'm hoping that will just be something they're saving for celebration. I don't. I'm hoping I'm hoping it's not over. Even though I don't think this show has really delivered up to my expectations, that's part of why I don't want it to get canceled. Like it needs to get better before it ends, or it will, for me, it'll be like a almost a misstep. Although Let me ask this, go I just I want to add. Go. I feel like the last three episodes have been really good. I feel like now it's headed in the right direction. So please don't cancel it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this because I'm trying to remember when Leia was in Rebels. Mm-hmm. How old do you think she was? Mm, she and Ezra are almost the exact same age. Yeah. And it was that season was probably two to three years prior to episode four. So I think she was supposed to be 16. 
Because I'm like, I'm looking at our timeline that we have, you know, conco- kind of concocted and, mm-hmm. and stitched together. Um, and we had the years as 27 to 29, meaning it was 14 after episode three, the starting point. Yeah. And what was the what was the gap? There was only like, what, a six or eight month gap between season one and season two? Um, six to six months to a year. There was a bit of a jump and then there was another jump, be- a six month jump between mm-hmm. season two and three. But that doesn't also take into account how how much time passes during the season. You know what I mean? Sure, so of I feel like, from what I remember hearing, we're about two years out at this point. One because what I'm one looking at, if one one to two from from Rogue One slash episode episode four, four. yeah. Because that's my thing with we, kind of going back to what you're talking about with Sabine. You know, I don't know what they're where they're going to go with that, but look, thinking about timeline wise, how much time is there really? to play around in this world before it catches up mm-hmm. to real world events, you know, to canon events. So that's my only thing when I'm looking at timelines and thinking what rivals could be, if it is going to take place with characters we already know or within the timeline that we know, or if it's going to be in that kind of like gray period where we don't really yeah. have much info or we have super small side stories and non, you know, not necessarily full canon items. So I'm trying to think about where this could fit in or, or if it was Sabine goes off on her own type thing, or if Ezra, goes off on his own and Ezra and Kanan become rivals or, you know, trying to figure out where it could all kind yeah. of fit in with everything. So I would like to, it see... just seems like the, the rebels, the rebel show is going to have a year left at max just due to the fact that there's only going to be yeah. a year left in the timeline to play around with these characters. That's what I was thinking. I would like to see at least one more season to wrap it up and head it right in. I would love for it to, to lead right into rogue one and then be mm-hmm. done. And if they're going to do a spinoff show, I would prefer that, that, happens concurrently like next year let's have rebels and rivals and then have that because if i'm right or i shouldn't even say if i'm right because it's not my prediction it's just what i want but let's say it is a sabine show and it is a mandalore show then that can take place during four five and six because we never saw what the mandalorians were doing during that time anyways and nothing's been written about it so that's a perfect opportunity to say like you know why the mandalorians weren't around during those movies because they had their own shit going on on their planet a civil war going on yeah so that would be that would be and rivals would then totally fit in with that name and that you have some that have sided with the empire and so you that gives you from where we are in the rebels timeline all the way till return of the jedi to to play with that timeline and wrap it up i'm gonna keep i'm gonna be positive i'm gonna try and hope that that's what they're gonna do but which i mean hey for the, the really podcast namesake so yeah exactly come on let's do it i'm okay with that <laughs> it'll give us more sound clips for the opening more artwork to use <laughs> More figures for me to use in the uh, in the photos. <laughs> so I'm yeah what? I'm hopeful. I think that'll be. Do you have good. a Wookie in your? I was like, what was that? Uh, another motorcycle went by. I'm surprised it's not followed up with my dogs barking at it. That was, that was really interesting. I'm amazed man. that this mic picks it up. There's no windows open. Every time you guys say that, I'm always shocked. We're just that good. What do you uh, What do you guys want rivals to be? <sighs> or or two part question. What What do you want to see them do with rebels? I know Tim, you already kind of mentioned that. Like start wrapping it up or. Yeah, I mean, what do you want? What do you want them to do with Reb- with well, whatever time we have left with rebels? And, and I don't necessarily know what you ne- what you can do. I mean, when you think about where's Ezra and Kanan in this mix mm-hmm. when you're going into four, five, and six, or even now to seven and eight. We, I mean, eight might be a question mark if if Benicio's really playing an older Ezra or something. But <laughs> no, I think that up, I think that rumor got debunked. I, I think that rumor. I think that rumor's. I think it's, I think the rumor's dead. I think the rumor as a rumor will live on until eight comes out. And then yeah. maybe even after there's going to be that faction of people that are like, well, he said his name was this, but in nine, we're going to find out he's actually Ezra. <laughs> could, I'm just saying, when you're thinking about where he's at, where they're both at, mm-hmm. to me, 
either they're both going to die, mm-hmm. they're both going to go off somewhere. I mean, you had talked originally about kind of the spiritual side of the force. Are they going to become the new father, brother, sister, all that stuff? Like, I don't know where they go from here because unless you're going to kill these characters, which, you know, we, it's not the first time we're going to see Jedi die, but mm-hmm. if they do die, you got to put something interesting in there where they go. Do they go off? in space to find some new power and Thrawn goes after him. And that's why Thrawn's gone so far, so long, or do they just die off? Do they give up? Does Ezra decide to live a a gray life and not deal with any of the BS or like, I have no idea where you could go with it because it's such a specific, it's within such a tiny window. Yeah. I can see them. You really do here. I could see them potentially killing off Kanan on the show and having that be, something emotional that affects Ezra and maybe makes him leave the ghost crew. But I personally, if they decide to kill off Ezra at any point, I don't think we're going to see it on rebels. And I hate to say it, but I mean, it's, it's a Disney show on Disney XD aimed at little kids. And I'm not saying they're afraid to kill characters off, but I don't think they'll kill off the main character that they built this show around. And there's so much merchandising for children around Ezra that it just, I think now they could wrap up rebels entirely. And then, have a follow-up story like in marvel comics or something where we see what happens to ezra just like i mean they they introduced uh, you know right when rebels came out they did a canaan series in the comics that was a little more grown up where you got to see what he went through as a padawan and so you see the the clones turn on him and his master so it was a little more grown up they did a book about how canaan and Hera met so i can see them taking them into other media but that means they at least to me, they would still have to give a satisfying ending to the crew on the show, whether it means they all go their separate ways before they pick them up Maybe Hera becomes a general. Yeah, so we know Hera... So the crew has to disband. We know Hera and and Chopper are still around because of Rogue One, Um, and they've given Sabine an out, so I just think they have to do some sort of satisfying ending for Zeb, Kanan, and Ezra. And even if they don't tell us what happened to Zeb, it could be implied that he's still a rebel and still around, but with Kanan and Ezra, they can't just leave it. And that's why it seems strange to me when there's a lot of rumors that the show's about to end. I don't even know that they have enough time to wrap it up in a satisfying way. But there were other rumors that the show itself would end and that Rebels would continue on as like periodic little like animated movies on XD. Like they did with the first two seasons started out with a movie a couple months before the actual first episode. So, I mean, that's a possibility. Maybe they're just done doing episodic stories and are just going to give us important stories every year or a couple of months, which might actually be better, but we'll see. I mean, then, then there wouldn't be the filler. Butterfly eyes gets his sight back. <laughs> oh, let's face it. He's basically got his sight back. <laughs> he's the least blind person I've ever seen. <laughs> he he was blind for, for like two episodes and now he pilots ships. <laughs> I don't care if he's, I don't care if he's got the force. I wouldn't let a blind guy fly a ship that I was, that I was riding in. <laughs> Unless it was Trit. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that was just for you, Tim. Yeah. God. So what else you guys heard out there? Honestly, not too much. Uh, it's like I said before, I feel like it's that, that dead space right before celebration where anything they can keep a secret, they're going to. I mean, I've seen some collecting news, but I don't know how much you guys care about that. They're doing these really nice six-inch black series figures to line up with the 40th anniversary. So they're... <laughs> They're releasing the uh, the original 12 action figures from 78, but in like the quality of today's figures. And so, you know, I'm excited about that. One of them is going to be a celebration exclusive. So I'll be in line for hours and hours and hours. We all know how much Patrick loves some black six inches, right? 
No. Just leaving some space there for me to either edit or put yeah. in the cricket sound. Yeah. Well, moving from <laughs> rebels to zealots. Yeah. There's please. a new report that uh, that Snoke is going to be a maniacal zealot in Episode Eight. That the uh, the destruction of Star Killer has moved him into a even scarier kind of mode. Uh, that what he was doing behind the scenes and and kind of almost as like a boogeyman figure, now he's going to be taking stage. Uh, stage center uh, and he's you know with the destru- destruction of the republic and, and the destruction of all those planets he's now you know he's coming to to the full light and the galaxy is no longer thinking of him as a what if but he's now a force to reckon with and the universe itself is now going to have to pick sides because uh, war is upon him and the air of peace is over this seems very familiar to like harry potter <laughs> i hadn't thought of that <laughs> Yeah, you really, like, you know, yeah, what's his name? Voldemort. Don't yeah. say his name. Don't say his name. What are you doing? Oh, please. He's the Dark Lord. He who, not, must, he who must not be named. Yes. Anyways, moving on. What do you guys think Snoke's going to be like in this next movie? There's um, supposedly, in the book I just bought, some kind of hints at where he came from and that he is nobody. He's somebody new. And that... Uh, Maybe Palpatine discovered him out in the unknown reaches, like kind of feel a dark presence, something. But I haven't finished the book. In fact, I haven't started the book. So I'll try to binge it this week and let you know what I come up with next week. But as far as what, what I think what he's going to um, it's the aftermath Empire's End. Oh, oh I saw. Okay, okay. I keep seeing like all these sites keep spoiling the book. <clears> and I'm, I'm not, trying not to read any of the articles, but I keep seeing the headlines and they're giving little bits away. I mean, I read the part about Jar Jar. That was that's a must read. But. I've tried to stay away from finding out how this story ends. And I've heard from some people that there was a, like a couple sites actually completely just spoiled the ending before the book even came out with their, um, like re- they got review editions and just ruined it. So I'm trying to stay away from anything related to this book so I could enjoy it. But um, as soon as I finish it, I'll let you guys know what I learned about Snoke. But right now, what do I think he'll look like or be like, I can't wait to see what they do with him. And, uh, I, I have a feeling, though, it's probably more like the um, how Unkar Plutt was practical, but then they put digital over his face. Digitized him up. Yeah, so we shall see. Or he's Ezra. Or he's Ezra. <laughs> it's too old to be Ezra. That's very true. How old do you think Ezra is? Don't look at the. Don't look at anything. Ezra's the same age as Luke. He was born on Empire Day, and Luke was born like a few days later. I know. Just wanted to see if you'd say it out loud. She didn't say a number. Oh. Um. Well, how old do I think Ezra is at what point? In the show right now? In episode eight. Oh, dead. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Worm food. Dear Lord, Patrick. Mm, no, I told you that I would be okay if he lived but went off on, became something else and maybe even in, encountered Luke in, in a different different medium. I don't want to see him in a movie, but so if he, if he is still alive during, I don't know, dude, I can't do the math. <laughs> However many years it is from Revenge of the Sith to (laughs) to Episode Eight, that that's how old he is. It's like fifty three, fifty four. Okay, there you go. And how old is Benicio del Toro? Something around there. Coincidence. I think late forties. Oh well, he's way too young to be Ezra. I don't know. I actually don't know how old Benicio del Toro is. I'm just, if he's listening, I want to be on his good side. You know, you look forty, bro. There you go. He's like (laughs) mid thirties then, easily. Now he, likes Benicio. now he likes me better. I gotta learn how to spell Benicio. Oh, fuck. Uh, what's this minus 67? What's this minus 67? He's 50. Oh. Yeah. Is that right? 
He's too young. Way too young. Yeah, that's Spring right. chicken. Oh, yeah. 50 versus 53. Dude, Hollywood would never dude, have someone play outside their own actual age. Shut yeah. up. Never. And that's all I got to say about that. So you hear that uh, JJ thinks Mark Hamill will win an Oscar for Star Wars Episode Eight? I saw that, and I hope he does. And I hope <laughs> I hope that they give it to the right person. Yeah, I was going to say, well, you never know after, uh, you know, after this Oscar award show. To me, honestly, that would be awesome. Science fiction and fantasy typically get overlooked at award shows, as if you you can't give a good performance in a Star Wars film. And we've seen some bad ones, but we've seen some very good ones, too. So, My thoughts exactly. I would love... (laughs) (laughs) A supporting actor, James Earl Jones. (laughs) For his one line, dude, he should have. No, he should have got it for Rogue One. He should have got it for Rogue One. Yep, like literally, I can't wait for this uh, for it to come out on a Blu-ray because I'm definitely be watching it over and over and over. Oh yeah, the last ten minutes of the movie, just yeah. This was the this last week was the first week that I didn't go see it, and it's just because it's it's left a lot of the theaters, but it's not quite in the dollar theater or the discount theater. Mm -hmm. So that means next week I have to go see it twice get back on track it will be playing later on this year mm-hmm. for that um la street movie thing it's going to be at uh may 13th at the uh los angeles state historic park Ooh, i haven't seen I it outdoors yet is. let's do this yes it is uh 18 dollars for reserve seating 13 dollars for general admission yeah doors open at 5 30 there's a band performing at 6 30 movies at 8 30 i hope the band only knows one song and plays it over and over <laughs> but yeah this is pretty cool um this is a um la street food cinema they do do this in la to do it in san diego also but it's they they show movies there's um food trucks come out so you can get dinner hang out listen to bands listen to music and then they'll start the movie and you just bring your lawn chair and just sit there and watch the movie like usually it's in the park or like at the beach or something like that it's all over la so it kind of varies from movie to movie uh, where we're gonna have it at but yeah Definitely need to check this out. Oh, that made me think of something I want to give a little plug to. Um, there's a convention called WeirdCon, but it's spelled W-Y-R-D, WeirdCon. It's going to be in Costa Mesa in May. And it's a very different kind of convention. It's not like Comic-Con where it's like a bunch of people selling stuff. It's it's more like you can go there and learn how to do stuff. So if you ever wanted to make your own Stormtrooper armor, there might be a session on that or or if you uh like they'll have a lot of speakers like i guess the guy that started funko pops i don't i don't know if he meant he was going to be there this year or he was there last year i haven't looked yet but he went there and talked about how he started the company out of his garage but there's a lot of star wars stuff going on there um and it's super close to at least two of us unless tim you come out that weekend but they have like i think it's on the saturday night they have a they have a party called like last party on alderaan or something like that and uh it's star wars plus alcohol and Apparently, it's like super interactive, and I don't exactly know what that means yet because I've never been to it, but I'm going to go check it out. Kevin, you should come, and Tim, if you're in town, you should come. What is it? I, I don't like that. You don't like it? Last party on Alderaan? Yeah, something like that. They wouldn't have known. It. They didn't know it was coming. <laughs> they didn't get a last party. So you're saying this, this party is not canon, and therefore it will not stand? Exactly. It's bullshit. No, what is it again? Um, the weekend of May 11th. So it seems like it's the same weekend of the Rogue One thing you were talking about. No, I actually misspoke. Okay. Um, May 13th is actually The Force Awakens Ooh. at the L.A. Steak Historic Park. June 3rd is Rogue One, and it's going to be at Victory Park in Pasadena. Okay, we're going to so, do, yeah. do this. Nah, man, that's Wonder <laughs> Woman weekend. 
It's what? June 3rd is Wonder Woman weekend. Oh, well, I can see more than one movie in a weekend. Not allowed. Anyways, if you guys want to check out the convention thing, it's uh, it's <laughs> weirdcon.com, W-Y-R-D-C-O-N.com. And the guy that, at least one of the guys that runs this thing is, he's a member of the, the 501st Legion. So oh, the guys that okay. do the Star Wars cosplay. And he came into the radio station last night and showed me his Han Solo blaster that he spent, I think it was about 350 it's like movie accurate. Jesus and it is heavy. It is so heavy. It's uh, purchased or produced. He had a guy build it for him, but the guy that built it for him like matched it to how it was made in the film. And Hans Blaster, from what I learned, was made from an actual gun. The dude got the same gun and then built him a blaster out of an actual gun. So he can't travel with it. He can't take it with him on a plane. <laughs> but because um, hmm. he's going to celebration, and I said, I said, okay, I have a question about that. Are you able to bring this with you? And he said, no, you can't can't get it through security if you talk to the guy again tell him put it in his bag and check it let him know there's a fire on there <laughs> i think it's it, probably no, more I mean, no no i know he knows he could I'm do that I mean, he, he told me like he he can't obviously he can't get it through tsa but i don't think he would want to travel with it anyways because it's not something you would want to risk losing it, it's amazing he was talking about how much time and and effort they spent on just getting like the wear and tear right to match so they would paint it black and then rub it down and go, okay, that didn't exactly match. I'm going to paint it black again and then rub the spot down. So it's just, it, it was a beautiful thing. When I, I, it was already laying it on the table. When I walked into the studio, I took one look and I was just like, I looked at him like, can, can I pick it up? Can I hold it? <laughs> can I touch it? I'm actually looking at their website. It says $25 just to go to that party. Just for the party. Yeah. It's $75 yeah, for the whole weekend. And that, inc- but that includes the party. So moving on. What else you got for us, Tim? Not a goddamn thing. No, another slow news. Well, week. I may have something. Oh, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? So apparently, this is uh, Star Wars and Disney related. Okay. But apparently, there is a petition on Change.org that is circulating, making its round to have Disney make Princess Leia an official Disney princess. Interesting. And I want to know what you guys think of that, if anything at all. I want Tim to go first (laughs) because I'm really curious. What? I don't know. I, just, I don't. It's not Why like I think. So... It's not like I think I know what you're gonna say. It's just I'm really curious what you're gonna say. So <laughs> you're up. I'm okay with this. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. I don't know. I just you know. You... I don't hate Disney. I hate the parks. There's a difference. I know. No, no. I knew. I knew that too. But I was still kind of. For now. For now. I just. That's uh... gonna change in 2019. Yeah. Uh, I I'm fine with that. I don't know why. I mean, wouldn't someone just say, hey? Can you make her a princess when Disney just go, oh, yeah, okay. Like, I think that would be so simple of an idea that they should have already had, probably, but. I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm kind of see it both ways. I don't, you know, I think it's the character Princess Leia was prior to the Disney acquisition, you know, and if anything, it's going to be for a consumer product standpoint. It's like, okay, if we can add Princess Leia as a Disney official princess, then she'll be officially part of the princess line when, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they put stuff out. The only thing that seems um, weird to me is I know they do like cartoons and stuff direct to DVD and it's not like they couldn't just exclude her, but that it's like Disney princesses all like interacting with each other and it would feel really out of place to have Princess Leia just hanging out with Belle. Yeah. But I mean, I know that they made Merida officially a princess, right? Yeah, they had a... uh, So she's the only like... Like a show and everything like that, where her she officially be, was coronated right. and stuff like that. And yeah. so, I mean, I know she's from Pixar, but even then, that to me is close enough that's like no big deal. But this one seems different. I don't know if I care either way, because like I said, if they do, if they do something that's all the Disney princesses, it doesn't mean they have to include her. If it would seem really weird, I'm just I'm a little protective of what they do with Star Wars now that they have it. 
Here's my question. What iteration of Leia would be added? Would it be the CGI Rebels version when she's 16? Or are you putting you know young Actually, Leia if into they it? did that, if they had it be Rebels Leia, I wouldn't. I don't think I would care as much because that to me is like kind of a Disney version of Leia. Yeah, because it kind of. It, I would have to agree with the, the CGI or not CGI, but the the animated version yeah. would actually fit better because it could be kind of weird because we all know Princess Leia is a live action character. Yeah. So with the exception of Rebels and then Rogue One, <laughs> but it would make more sense because all the other princesses are animated. Weird, that, that's but. my official vote. If it's Rebels Leia, I'm okay with it. It would be interesting if they added her in as a princess and then two years from now where we get her on Once Upon a Time. <laughs> <laughs> with lightsabers. Oh, wow. Lightsabers versus magic? Come on now. <laughs> Disney, I will quit my job in a heartbeat. Give me a call. <laughs> and then there's another, I don't think it's really a uh, petition, but it's a, it's a more of a thought. So you guys know that Disney puts out its own little version of Comic-Con called D23. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's actually going to ha- be happening this year later in, ju- in mid-July. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much like everything that's going on in the parks. Every other year, they have this big these big presentations for parks, uh, resorts, and that, I mean, movies. That's, that's where they announced that they were going to do Star Wars Land. That was the huge yes, news that came exactly. out of the last D23. Yeah. So that's... Two years ago, yeah, that's that's uh, what, what came out of there. But at these D23 com- uh, conventions, they actually will announce what they call Disney Legends. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's people who have a, like a, a strong contribution to the company. Um, you know, uh, George Lucas actually was inducted two years ago, back in 2015. Can't think of anyone else off the top of my head, but but there's a I, I'm not calling it a petition, but it's more of a like a thought that a movement, you know, should, almost should yeah, movement like should Carrie Fisher be inducted as a Disney legend? And I don't know. For me, it's like no. I mean, it's not, I don't have anything against her. You know, I love her to death. It's that you know she only became part of the Disney family when um, Star Wars was acquired back in what was it, 2012. I don't I don't know if if enough has been done in order for her to be considered a Disney legend. Even though like Star Wars has been around Disney since what the late 80s when they had Star Tours yeah. and added more stuff into the theme parks and, the, and they, we did the uh, Star Wars celebrations and uh, over at Walt Disney World. But you know, I don't think she's done enough. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, because of, you know, circumstances, you know, it happened a couple months ago with her death that they will do it just to, you know, like honor her legacy within Star Wars. Mm. I don't know. What do you guys think? Half the internet just puts you on their assassination list. <laughs> I know. Well, but I'm going to, I'm going to join you in the that exact same thought. I think you can, you could add Leia as a character to the Disney princess collection or to that kind of grouping. But, you know, I wouldn't add Carrie Fisher to that, that group of, of Disney legends. That's, mm-hmm. it's not, uh, it's not applicable to me in, in my mind. It's, she's great. She's did a lot of amazing acting in her day. Maybe you throw a, an honorary Oscar away or something like that. You give her some sort of other title or a, you know, I don't know, something like that, but that's a very specific honor. I, yeah. I don't think she's done enough in the Disney family or enough things within, you know, outside of just one character or one genre, whatever you want to call it, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at, like, they, they do the class of every every time that they induct people. I mean, a case can be done for her, but, like, you know, we're looking, like, Susan Lucci is a Disney legend. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> nothing against her, but... Yeah, see, I didn't weigh in because I don't know a whole lot about the whole Disney legend thing and who's received it and what the like hardcore Disney fans... Like, I love Disney, but there are some people that the way they feel about Disney is the way I feel about Star Wars, so... Yeah, I, I feel like I'm not really in a place to say, but 
I guess I would have to look at like who they've honored in the past. And you have some people yeah. who they've been associated with Disney since they were child actors. And that's, that seems to me like what it should be reserved for. But if they're, if it's something they just give away to, to anyone, then yeah, sure. They, they should include yeah. Carrie Fisher. Maybe, maybe not even this time around, <laughs> but she's only done one Star Wars film that's out under Disney, but she's got another one coming out this year. And the way I look at it is I don't think Disney's ever going to get rid of Star Wars. You know, they're not going to, sell it off as long as it's no. profitable and and honestly even if it gets to the point that it's not they'd probably just put it on pause for a while and know that there's money to be made there at a future time so like you said she only really made one film since the acquisition but star wars and disney i think are forever going to be connected and in some ways like in in my mind even though they were never owned by disney prior to lucas selling it there was always that connection because of the theme parks and just having Star Wars stuff with Disney. So mm -hmm. I think if you flash forward 10 years, there's going to be a lot of people that don't even really think of a time before Disney and Star Wars were related. Yeah. So, it, you know, it might um, make sense in the future. Maybe, maybe you know, if they're going to do it, maybe don't do it this year because it's it's too fresh and it seems kind of reactionary. Do it. Give it some time. And then when you do it, you can make a stronger case that you're not just doing it because she just passed away right now. Because then if that's the case, why isn't Kenny Baker going to be, you know, a Star Wars legend? He's been in just as many Disney, you know, with quotes around Disney films. So it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Well, there's a question I was going to ask there is have they added anyone in the past in memoriam? Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, before no, no. before I get into it, like, I'll just read what the criteria like that is listed on the website. Yeah, maybe once I says, hear that, I can make I can come up with a strong opinion see, uh, so I can argue. The legend, <laughs> yeah. The legends are chosen by a selection committee formally appointed and chaired by the late Roy E. Disney. Since its inception, the program's honored many gifted animators, imagineers, songwriters, actors, and business leaders as having made a significant impact on the Disney legacy. So when you think back, and it's, it's like a very broad statement, Ones that they've actually given um, posthumously. I mean, there, there's just so many, but off the top of my head that I can think of. Here's here's an easy one. Edwin. I believe Edwin does have one. You don't so, say, don't you know? Yeah, actually, he was. Uh, yeah, he was given uh, back in 2013. Good job. <laughs> even good job, Disney. Steve Jobs. Even Steve Jobs has one. So Steve Jobs was given his posthumously. Um, Dick Clark, Billy Crystal. John, I mean, well, I'm sorry, they're still alive. Billy Crystal and John Goodman have theirs. I don't think they're dead. Breaking yet. news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Billy Crystal died. Uh, Beatrice, Arthur, Estelle Getty are honored to. Nobody uh, White. Robin Williams. No Betty White. No Betty White. Yeah, Betty White. I'm, I'm like zeroing on. Oh, on if okay. I was going to say, how many Golden Girls got it? Yeah, all of them. All of them. Yeah, okay. all of them. Was that an ABC yeah. show or was it just purely coincidental it was, that all four of them who received it? I think it was actually done by Buena Vista that would Television. Make sense. That would make sense. Yeah, they used to tape it at the, well, back then it was Disney MGM Studios in Florida. They used to do the um, the tapings out there. Oh, I have a question. Yeah. Tim. Mm. Betty White. Would you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I had a feeling. All right, Kevin, carry on. <laughs> just to just to say that one of those notches is Betty White. Hell yeah. Who's the other? I'll notch? give her the worst night of her life. <laughs> wow. All right. Didn't mean to derail everything there, but. No, 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 no. It was fine. worth it. Yeah. <clears throat> have they given one to Jeff Bridges yet? No, hmm. they have not. <laughs> they, they should. But yeah, I think um, I, I think it's a little too early. Mm. I guess where I'm coming from is like if you're going to do it, do it in such a way that people won't complain about it afterwards. And that's why I say give it some time and decide if it's really a good fit and not just being reactionary. Or, you know, I don't want to say yeah. cashing in because it's not like they're making money off of it, but making it look like it's not a Star Wars publicity stunt, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, I can see it go both ways. I can see it being they will honor her, 
in that way, or I can see it not happening. And, and, uh, you know, we're just going to hunt that down, you know, a couple years down the road. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially if but they, you know, if they do more things like rebels, even though that wasn't Carrie Fisher doing the voice there, Leia will become more and more associated with Disney. And it's a character that George Lucas created, but really Carrie Fisher brought it to life. So she informed what that character is. I could see it down the road because Princess Leia and Carrie Fisher will always be connected. So the more time that passes, the more that Leia becomes something we associate with Disney, the more I see making the case for the the inspiration of the character that she brought to film led to all this other Disney stuff. So sure, but it, it does feel not that I don't think she should get it or is not deserving, but God, there's so many people associated with Disney that every time you give something like this out, that means you didn't give it to someone that might have deserved it more. So yeah, I don't want to see them do this and then piss off a bunch of people. Not that I care what those people think, but you know, I want it to be a positive. I don't want it to have this like cloud over it. Right. I hate I, it. I um, hate it when you know either Disney or Lucasfilm does something positive and the reaction is they're only doing that because it's like whatever that, whatever that or, falls, you know, or they're you know, or yeah. they're only doing that to make money. It's like yeah, that's what that's why every company exists. <laughs> oh my god! How really? dare they! They're only, it's they a, only came up with a new character in the Star Wars movie to sell action figures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally <laughs> That's okay. totally unrelated. Disney put out a new policy starting yesterday because it had so many people like what they call camping out for the Main Street Electrical Parade. Mm-hmm. I heard there's people waiting in line five hours for some Beauty and the Beast cup at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's so. Crazy. That's crazy to me. So what they're doing now is that they're they're telling them now you can't camp out, you can't be there anymore, you can't sit there and and do... reserve spots for your family while they're running around the park, mm. and you're putting a blanket on the curb and like saying like this is my section and you can't sit you you, yeah. know, you, you can't sit with us. So I think you know it's funny because you would think that the uh, outrage was like Disney's like trying to make extra money because they're trying to get you out in the park and spend more money and buy more food or merchandise mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And they don't, it's, it's funny how like cynical people are. It's like, well, 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 yeah, of course they want you out there spending more money, but at the same time, like it's a safety issue. Yeah. You know, why are you lining up at eight o'clock in the morning, sitting yourself on the curb, waiting for a parade that's going to be 12 hours from then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know that it's, I'm going off a tangent, but when you say like businesses are there to make money, I think people forget that though, right? Well, you know, and too, it's like you, you would think as, as a pass holder that I might side with the people that throw down their blankets. But like, if I'm someone that spent thousand or more dollars to bring my family out. Exactly. Like, not only do I want to be able to just sit down and watch the parade and see the rest of the park that day, like, how are these people out of my way when I'm trying to walk up and down Main Street? And so, exactly. Because you know, the people that are doing that are probably local people, pass holders that are okay with going to Disneyland and spending the whole day sitting on a blanket and not, mm-hmm. not seeing the park. And, I don't know. As a pass holder, I think that a lot of pass holders are super inconsiderate. <laughs> no, like, like they I, forget. I they forget that like we take it for granted. Yeah, we spend a ton on our pass, but for some people, this might be the only time they ever come to Disneyland. And so, yeah, you know, let them. I hate to say it, but let them have like a magical time while they're there. Like make it fun for them. Yeah. And don't... So, are you saying that some of the pass holders are ass holders? Yes, <laughs> I was hoping that's where you were going. <laughs> <clears throat> And, and we lost the uh, the theme park uh, listeners. Yeah. Oh, well. <clears throat> no, I mean, I, I, without getting too much into it, like, I, I agree with you on that. Like, you know, I, I'm, as for me, Disneyland's in my backyard. I can go whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, I care more about, you know, I have no problem going in there, just 
you know, sitting down, you know, my wife will go, we'll just go get something to eat, just walk around for a bit and then call it a night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, one of my biggest things is, is when we're walking around is I want to watch people. Like, I just want to see the, the family that's mm-hmm. there. That, no, no. <laughs> and, and, I'm, I want to see the people who are sitting, who, who saved up for five years or more mm-hmm. to come. And this is probably going to be the only time that they're going to be at Disneyland. And see them have fun, watch the parade, watch the fireworks, you know, be entertained by things, and not have to worry about, you know, Mr. Joe AP Passholder that is taking up like a quarter of the block of Main Street because him and his little um, Disney gang club or whatever is out. You know. <laughs> that's where I thought you were going. Yeah, that, that, that's a topic for another day. But No, because, you know, I... Because like waiting in line in Space Mountain. I totally you know, get it because I, I've grew up in Anaheim. I've lived here my almost my entire life, but I'd never had an annual pass till I was in college. So when I went as a kid, I didn't know when the next time I was going to be there was going to be. It, it could have been years, and I still remember what it was like to go there and just want to see and do everything and have a really good time. And I see the way that some of these pass holders behave in the park now and know that there's little kids there that this is probably their first time. They may never come back. And they shouldn't have it spoiled by a bunch of just people that honestly, like me, that take it for granted that they live down the street from Disneyland. So, yeah, I totally get it. And I get why this is a totally long tangent about Disneyland, but that's okay. Because like I said, Disney and Star Wars are forever connected now. But I I Yeah, just wait till till 2019. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I I totally get why the park would be like, okay, enough. You can't – because it is annoying. Like when you walk into Disneyland, even though you can walk – usually walk right down the middle of Main Street. I typically end up on the sidewalk anyways, especially if there is something going on or one of the yeah. one of the cars is going by and it's like <clears throat> there's all these people in the way and I'm just trying to get to Star Tours, man. Get out of my way. <laughs> yeah. So, it, you know, it's kind of, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. And it kind of reminds me of, um, I don't know if you know this, but they had this issue with Fantasmic, like over the Rivers of America, that like people were camping out, you know, literally like putting up blankets, covering a mm-hmm. whole walkway of yeah. Rivers of America. And then yeah. finally they had to sit there and go like, enough is enough, we're done. You, you can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And they went to a fast pass system similar to what they do for World of Color. Yeah. You have to go get a fast pass to watch Fantasmic. You can't sit there and wait 12 hours until the show starts. And I, I think that was genius because it's going to clear up the area. Um, it, it was, I mean, it, it, it looked like a homeless camp. And make our like streets safe like again? What's that? What's that? Going to make our streets safe again? Exactly. You just have a situation where people just aren't considerate and don't care about other people anymore. And it's really disenchanting like, to go there to someplace that's supposed to be so fun and see how many people just yeah. don't give a shit if everybody else is having a good time and just being in the way and being inconsiderate you know makes yeah. you lose I mean, faith in humanity <laughs> frankly what i'm going to say what i'm going to say next is my opinion and my opinion alone mm-hmm. you know it, it's i know people are not going to you know, listen they're not going to be yeah. happy especially it, if they're it, annual it, pass holders it might be my opinion too well, go ahead oh, i what? think disney bends over backwards for eight for annual pass holders yeah. and i understand it's it's a big drive for for them because these are people who are coming in the park on a rate you know an above average regular basis they come in spend money you know they do what i do like we, we go in eat dinner whatever and then hang out and then leave we're spending money but in, in I, I the area that we're living sub, in a, i think there's a subsection to that don't spend any money and they just 
I get this yeah. feeling that they're the same ones that are just causing problems, you know, that's... And then, but there's an era of, like, we, we live in an era right now where there's, like, so many of uh, any pass holders that it's getting a little bit ridiculous, or it's causing the attendance in the parks to be higher than what they normally should be, especially during, like, the non-peak times. Mm-hmm. It gets to the um, point that I mean, it's, it's so crowded it, it, that nobody has fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's great for business because it's driving up revenue. That's great. But at what point do we sacrifice revenue for a satisfaction? And there's a <laughs> lot of pass holders that have these entitlement issues. Like, I'm an annual pass holder, and I just feel like, well, yeah, look around. So is almost everyone else here. <laughs> yeah, you know, but... It's not, it's not some special thing that you should get. You should feel like you get special treatment. You, you pay a fee, and you get to go in every day. I mean, you're already getting a, a deal. You're not, you're the not thing special. that really, The thing that really makes me mad is that and like I said, they bend over backwards for them is because they have these, like, these AP days or have special yeah. events for APs. So I think that's where the entitlement comes from. You know, they had one, I mean, they're having these, these special AP days for Electrical Parade and and releasing merchandise or these little free buttons that, you know, there's, I think there's a, there's a set of four. And I have a friend who works for the park and he'll be with me nameless and um, who's told me that it's, it's, you know, the, the, the sense of entitlement that comes along with it, like, I need that button, I have to have that button. And it's a free button that they're giving out. And people are freaking out about these things that it's, it's weird. And I mean, I, like like, I, I used to be an AP, I get it. Uh, um, you know, it's fun. It's fun to be a part of this, like, club, if you will, of like, hey, I can, you know, I pay this fee every year. I can come whenever I want. But that's the whole point. You can go whenever you want. And and let's realize that there are people who are coming from all over the world that are you know save lots of money and don't have the luxury of of being there every day like you know some of us can can go. But like I said, it's just an issue of just being a considerate human being, knowing that the world doesn't revolve around you, and there's yeah. other people that are trying to enjoy the same things you do, and you can enjoy them in such a way that doesn't prevent other people from having a good time, too. And it's not just, this isn't just a Disneyland thing. This is, like, everywhere I go now seems to be the case. Yeah, and, and it kind of scares me for, for Star Wars Land uh, opens up. Yeah, I know some people scared. that are... Uh, that, that don't live in the area anymore and their attitude is kind of like well I'm going to enjoy it in 2020 but I'm not coming the first year because it's it's not going to be fun yeah. there's going to be too many people yeah. there you know there, there's always the issues that maybe everything doesn't work at launch or they make some changes like you know when, when Cars Land opened they, they, they took out the best part which was that you could throw balls at each other but you know they'll get it it's almost like that thing like um, when new technology comes out the same reason I don't I don't buy the newest phone I wait till I make sure they got it right you know and but a big part of the reason they're going to wait is because it's just there's gonna be too many damn people. Yeah, that's my excuse. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. Yeah, I mean you're right. Tips on that excuse. I, I think I might just fly to Florida Try and go yeah, out go there. there. Yeah, because you don't have the annual you know, pass holder problem there. You don't. It's a it's a different clientele out there. It's more of the resort guests, like you know they're yeah. they're they're there for a vacation as opposed to out here. You know, and it's just, it's. The difference in population, we have more people living out here than they do in Central Florida. I mean, they do have their annual pass holders and stuff like that, but it's not to the point where we have out here. But yeah, they have like, what, two years to figure stuff out, and I'm sure Disney will, will figure stuff out for, for Star Wars when, when it opens up. But I, 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 I'm a little scared about how the APs are going to be when uh, uh, Star Wars Land does open up and who's actually going to get in. And I can see it now that they're going to have like pass members stationed from the entrance and, and there's gonna be a queue lines up just to get in. Just to get in. Oh yeah, just to get in. Just to get into the, the land. land. 
not not counting the um, the, the two attractions that they're going to have there. I mean, those I'm about three four hours each or something like that. Yeah. I mean, like, Radiator Springs is still posting a two hour wait time. It's been what that's, five years? That's been open for a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So you are doing absolutely nothing to sell me on wanting to go to this. <laughs> you are killing your own argument to me. This doesn't mean we're going to give up. <laughs> I'm okay if you keep trying, just know that. Yeah. Anyways, that was a long tangent on something that was really not Star Wars related, but... <laughs> well, it ended with Star Wars Land, so it totally was. It, it does, yeah. It we brought, it, we brought it back around. <laughs> Tim, did you enjoy your 20-minute uh, nap? <laughs> huh? <laughs> exactly. What, guys? What's going on? You got anything else first, Tim? <clears throat> or do you want me to start talking about I... Knott's Berry Farm? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Snoopy. <laughs> we should totally go. See, I'm down for I'm down for I was knots. just gonna ask you that. Can I could I convince you? Love knots. Yeah, there's a bar there. This is true. And there's a there's a bar in there's, there's, so. there's a big white Actually, dog with black ears. There's a bar in California Adventure. Yeah, Tim, you can drink there. Yeah, but yeah. I can have better time at Knott's Berry Farm. Mm. There's dipping dots. <gasps> <clears throat> Dippin' Dots, dude. But there's there's Dole Whips. There is yeah. Dole Whips. That's Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, you make you make a very compelling argument. Uh, and, and and and. Okay. If you go to Disney's hotel, they do Dole Whips with rum. Tim, your uh, your opinion on rum? Rebuttal. I mean, I might be drinking rum right now, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one other thing I want to chat about tonight. Wait, are we um, are we done talking about Dippin' Dots? Yes. Oh. I haven't had Dippin' well, Dots in years, so I have no ammo. I have no actual ammo there. All right. Well, before we move on, just let me go on record as I always like to say: "Fuck you, Sean Spicer. Dippin' Dots rule." Go ahead. Yes. Yes. There we go. All right. <laughs> I, I was gonna say something, but you beat me to it. I, I tweet him about once a week to tell him how how wrong he is. Good, good. <laughs> Carry on, Tim. What do you got? <laughs> is that what that tweet was about? Dippin' Dots, yes. <laughs> Jesus. I'll have to talk off mic about that because I don't know the story there. So. Okay. <laughs> Here's what, the story. No, I'll give you the this? short version. Here's the story. Dippin' Dots rule, and anyone that disagrees is an idiot. Okay, now. Carry on. What should we call this session? Tim's? Crazy internet theories. What do you got? You got one? It's not it's not a crazy internet theory, but right. let's go with that. I was trying to go with some sort of alliteration there. Mm. Tim's theory of the Thursday or some shit like that, but it's not Thursday, so it doesn't work. Mm. Um, this, so this isn't necessarily a theory from the internet. It might be my own theory or my own wish list. Oh, wait. Kind of so this is on... one of yours? So every time when you give us one, I'm like, I don't know about your theory, and you're like, no, it's not my theory. It's from the internet. It's not my theory. This is well, again, this, it's not... It's not like of an actual theory. It's oh. it's a wish list. It's okay. it's something I be I want to get your take on this, and and it's something we've talked about in a tiny bit or in a different capacity in the past that I want to kind of add on. I've been thinking about it. So we talked to you the last week or the week before about uh, Rosario Dawson being kind of interested, or at least tweeting about being interested mm. mm-hmm. in playing an adult version of Ahsoka Tano. After that, uh, uh, it was either Reddit or um, Tumblr user created the version of her and showed her uh, what she could look like and all that. She's like, yeah, I'll play the character. So I got kind of thinking about that. And it kind of brings me back to another theory we had on maybe the first or second episode about Mace Windu. Okay. And I want to go back to that. <clears throat> Him being alive, that think... was first episode. 
We're, good. Yes. we're taking Do it all the way back. I love it. We're, taking, we're full circle this week. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of Sam Jackson coming back. I love the idea of Mace Windu being alive. I think it's plausible. I think it's a good idea if they decide to have some kind of spinoff and tell like a continuation of the story. I think it's a great idea. Look, let me just say this. You don't want to see Mace Windu force push someone with a stump. <laughs> I mean, how amazing oh, would wow. that be? If it's, uh, 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 and then they, they but it, it only like kind of pushes them a little bit. That'd be hilarious. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you've stolen me now. Now that we've had some time to soak it up, and I don't remember our, <laughs> I honestly don't remember our first conversation, so I gotta go back and listen to the first episode. Do you think Mace is alive or dead? Let me rephrase. Right after episode three, do you think Mace is alive or dead, or would you be opposed to him being alive? Who's who's going first? Whoever. I can go first. Go for it. I think I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset if he was still alive. And. I just can't. Well, I don't think that was. I don't know. Like something, something about that whole scene was, to me, was always bothered me, because yeah, he got thrown out the window. A spoiler alert: he got thrown out the, <laughs> or thrown out the window by lightning. But I think we did talk about this in episode one, where it's like, well, what's there to say that he didn't fall in, like I don't know, like onto a ship, or you know, like he was saved when he was falling by you know someone riding, you know, driving a speeder around. That section, of course, not so de- densely populated. That is a very plausible theory. I don't. I mean, I don't know. What do yeah. you What do you think, Patrick? I think you guys know what I think. <laughs> I mean, regardless of how he died and whether or not he could have survived, the intent at the time was this is he's how dead. this character gets killed off. To me, dead is dead. Yeah, I know he's re- dead. I've been reading com. <laughs> I've been reading <clears throat> comic books my whole life, and part of the reason that it's 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 just hard to stick with them is that dead is never dead, and mm-hmm. It gets old. It's like, oh, they killed off this major important character. Oh, but you know they're gonna be back in a couple months. Like when I was a kid and they killed Superman, it was like a huge deal because they killed Superman. But then they brought him back. Okay, no big deal the first time. But after going through that so many times, and how many times has Magneto been killed? But oh, it wasn't him. It was a clone, and then it was a robot, and then they, you know, they killed Wolverine. But it was the clone of Wolverine. It just gets old, and I get so tired of it, and I. There's TV shows that, like, someone leaves the shows, they kill them off, and then the ratings drop, and they feel like, well, what if we brought this person back? And they give you some ridiculous explanation for how they they faked their death, and I'm just, I don't know. At this point like in my life— Like on Dynasty. I, yeah, at this point in my life, I'm just so <laughs> tired of it that I don't want Star Wars to become that. I want— Okay, a, well, then I'm going to talk on. to Kevin now. Wait. Kevin, <laughs> you stop. I'm going to talk to Kevin. Me and Kevin are going to have a conversation. You can sit there and listen now. Let me just let me just in conclusion and then and then I'll you know take my headphones off. I, I, I just I feel like they, they already did it once with Darth Maul and I'm not gonna complain about it because what's done is done. They brought him back. I just don't it want so to good. see that become a thing in Star Wars. There's no stakes and when someone does get killed or you have that moment of of Han Solo getting a lightsaber through the chest, it just doesn't matter because even if Harrison Ford says he never wants to play the character again, someone's going to go like, oh, but they'll bring him back in the comics or they'll bring him back in a book or they'll bring him back in a cartoon. And I want what happens on screen or even in the books and comics, I want it to matter. I want it to have an impact and I don't want to walk out of the theater immediately going, okay, let's see, how can they bring him back? Like none of these things have an impact anymore after a while. You kind of get numb to it because it's like, meh. I mean, look at at Batman versus Superman. They didn't Mm. even wait 
until a few movies down the road to reveal the thing that we all know. They're going to bring him back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just, I want it to have an impact. And so I, I can deal with it in a movie like Batman versus Superman because it's based in comics and characters die and come back in the comics all the time. But I'm supposed to believe Star Wars. This is not, this is not even some futuristic sci-fi. This is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. This really happened, you know? And I want to, I, I, I'll be okay with them bringing one character back and it would be believable. And if they show at some point Boba Fett climbing out of the Sarlacc pit, I'll buy it because he's covered in weapons and because they, they already kind of established it in the books that they got rid of. And we're, I think a lot of people are just expecting them to bring him back. But anytime I see, and, and you don't actually see him die, you see him get swallowed, but everybody else just let it go. I also have a hard time with the mace theory because the hell's he been doing for 20 years? Why would he just give up? Yeah. And you know what I mean? And like, I think that's, yeah. So why would he and reach out to Yoda and be like, dude, I got no hands. I'm as Tim called me stumpy McGee, but I let me help. <laughs> So that's where I stand. You guys can have your conversation and write some fan fiction. It better be erotic fan fiction or I'll be seriously disappointed, but go to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn, son. You can take all the wind out of my fucking sails and shit. <laughs> cut cut that goddamn rant out right there. Nope. <laughs> fucking hell, man. All right, next time I do a theory, I'm not asking for opinions. We're just going to tell you what the fuck I want to say first. <laughs> Christ almighty. Well, maybe your theory is so good. That no, no, it doesn't matter anymore because no, because you got to keep keep him dead and shit. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what I was gonna say, and I was just bringing that as a caveat onto the goddamn theory. Fuck. It's all right. Was my, when we talked apologies. about. Uh, no, no, you Misa. don't apologize. Misa, you meant what you just said. I know what I was gonna hey, say. I know it'll cheer you up. If you need me to do it, just let me know. I'm gonna kill you right now. Go for it. So my my Tim's crazy internet theory of the week. So the idea for me, we talked about it. So see how I, I went back to it and you can cut all that shit out. So my, my idea behind it was if they really, if somehow Disney sees Rosario Dawson's tweet and they go, oh my God, that's a fucking great idea. Let's bring her into the, the picture. Or if they don't, just building on some of the things we talked about in the last couple of weeks, what if you had a movie take place a couple years after the events of episode three, like literally year, two years, maybe three at the most, but it's Jedi that escaped order 66 versus bounty hunters and inquisitors where the empire has put out money on the heads of all the still alive Jedi. And you could bring Cad Bane back in. You could bring back in all of our bounty hunter friends that we were talking about. And they go and they fight all these people. They, they, sniping people and going after them having kick-ass fights be like star wars headhunters or something like that or or star wars rivals no don't fucking (laughs) better not jack my idea that fast you could could bring back windu you could have rosario in there you could have someone play cad bane you have an all-black cast just like black panther Mm no nobody where the fuck is patrick at I thought I wasn't for... allowed to talk right, right now. I've been I didn't I've been you weren't listening. Allowed to... You're the one that checked out. No, I've, I've been listening. I just thought you didn't didn't want yeah. me to chime in. Do you really want my opinion? No, not really. I just want to tell how <laughs> coming out. I did it. I didn't leave it that. But yes, I want your opinion. So I'm bringing it to the table here. I like the idea. I like the idea a lot. I'd love to see that as a standalone film. What were there like ten thousand Jedi and 
versus one Darth Vader. We know he didn't wipe them out all on his own. Obviously, the clones cleaned house, but I would love to see that. I don't think you need Mace Windu in it. Now, you know you want to see a force stump push. No, I don't. Let me, let me explain. Stumpy force push. I... A charred stumpy force push. Okay, so aside from the fact of I, I don't think Mace would get thrown out the wind, like find out that the Emperor is a Sith, get defeated, and then not take another shot at him if he lived. Let's just set that aside. I don't want to see him go up against the biggest, baddest Sith in the galaxy, get defeated, but somehow survive, and then get taken out by a bounty hunter. That just seems weak. I love your idea for the movie, but let's get some different Jedi. That's if you fine. Want, if Again, you, oh, I'm just hey man, hey man, you gave me time to speak. <laughs> I got my soapbox back out, baby. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All I was gonna add soap. is, I think that you could have the best of both worlds. You could have totally have a movie post Order sixty six of Jedi on the run. I think that would be awesome. And I would not be opposed to seeing a film during the Clone Wars that doesn't involve Anakin and Obi Wan. And, you know, if you only watch the films, it's kind of like the Clone Wars just get skipped over. They start, and then you see them end. And it would be awesome to see a live-action film. And who better to put in there than Mace? Now, I know he's aged 10 years, but they can they can clean up around that. But he doesn't look, honestly, to me, he doesn't say, look, he just, he don't he look looks the, just as... Yeah, he looked the same. And if you're going to do a Clone Wars movie and have some Jedi in it, I don't want it to be exactly Rogue One style, where they're all brand new and they all die before the end. Bring in a few that I know... I don't want it to be Obi-Wan and Anakin because I feel like Anakin's story needs to be told in the saga films. So who better than Mace Windu? And honestly, aside from Attack of the Clones and his little fight scene in Revenge of the Sith, we don't really get to see him do a ton. I'd love for him to take the lead in that. You know, he's leading a group of Jedi and clones. Take some cool things we saw in the Clone Wars and make a movie out of it. That would be, to me, be awesome and the best way to bring him back and just leave his death scene as it is. Nah. I do it. <laughs> uh, you know what? I give so up. What I, was I thinking, give up. Because what I was thinking, <laughs> I was saying you have, you have, you have a Sokotano. You could bring in um, Master Luminara, mm-hmm. who you know, was last seen. She wasn't in, in the movies, and then she was seen in Rebels, and it was said that she died right after the, the Empire took over. But you could, you could get her death scene at the Spire, you know, a torture and then death scene, and then the, the, you know, the bounty hunters or the the inquisitors go after another set of people or something like that. You can kind of use some pieces of info that are out there and build a, a bigger story, but then bring back awesome characters like Cad Bane and Ahsoka Tano, which we were talking about before. That's kind of how I thought about this. I'm like, man, if they brought back Ahsoka, when could you put her in here and who could you have her interact with? And that's all my mind kept going around was Ahsoka versus Bane because they do fight multiple times in Clone Wars. So I'm like, how would you bring them back? What would the storyline be? And, of course, my mind just went to Mace. Like, if Mace survived and um, Luminara survived, I was just thinking about who survived the Order 66 that they could be hunting down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the number's somewhere around, like, 100 or something like that um, Jedi that actually survived the Order 66. So you could still bring in and, you know, create new characters. You know, of course, it's not always fun to just make new characters just to kill them, but you could easily do that and then just have the main storyline be... Ahsoka running and fighting Cad Bane and his guys or something like that, or an, an injured Mace with his stump and maybe a charred face, or, you know, you get to really see how Mace becomes Snoke um, and really... <laughs> That's where we're going with this. <laughs> bring in the second three there. Uh, I think there's, there's... I just don't want to see Ahsoka Tano later on, like we said, but just 
don't know. You know me. I love me some Ahsoka, so I'm just trying to figure out how do you get her in there, but not ruin it, you know? I I could see taking your ideas and making two movies that connect. I mean, give me a May story during the Clone Wars, and then flash forward a few years, and some of those Jedi that we were introduced to in that story are on the run. But, um, hey, man, you know, on the run. it's your theory. It's your script. I know you got the direct line to Kathy, so, I mean, I can complain about it all I want, but I think this film's happening whether I like it or not, so. And I, I pitched it to Kathy. She didn't really like it either. Oh, she didn't. Okay. <laughs> Went straight to George, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have George do it. <laughs> That's probably your best bet. Yeah. He's got the money. He's got the time. He said that he's fine with Mace being alive, just like you, so go for it. I tweeted at JJ to, to hit me up this weekend, but... <clears throat> He's busy, so we'll we'll chat next week or something. And just some brunch. Speaking of JJ, have we talked about the uh the YouTube videos with Josh Gad and Daisy? We didn't talk about it, Did no, they? but he was in the one this week. <laughs> yeah. Although I think Chris Pratt was my favorite part of that video. I'm in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh Jurassic World opens June twenty eighteen. And JJ was in the news again about Star Wars mm-hmm. this week because he said that he read the script for the Han Solo film and that it's, that it's fantastic. That's, um, of course he's going to say that. Yeah. But the, the thing is, is like somebody else was saying like, he's not really that involved with star Wars anymore. He's moved on to do other things. So he wouldn't, he doesn't really need to comment one way or another, you know? So I don't think it was like star Wars came out and said, here's the script. What do you think? I think he just took it upon himself to say they have a really good film on their hands. So that's, that's a really good Isn't sign. He, he also, oh, well in the same interview, he said that um, he, read the script and even though he signed an NDA and wouldn't talk about what was in it, he wanted to let everyone know that Woody Harrelson's not playing Gearstrike. You didn't say that. <laughs> All right. I might have made up the last part. Yeah, you absolutely did, because he's playing Gearstrike. <laughs> I told you I had that conversation with Kathy already. I know. It was officially confirmed. Mm-hmm. You got anything else, Timmy? Just a mean case of no okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I don't, I don't know where that was going. I don't like where it was going. So Yeah, well, I started saying, I'm like, no, he'll use that against me, oh, even though it's a Oh, joke. let me tell you. <laughs> no, I'm good. I don't got anything else. So, again, slow week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what, though? We took a slow week and turned it into 90 minutes, so not bad. <laughs> yeah, when you got 45-minute rants talking about something that's not your theory, it happens sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Blame it on the dude that said, I want to know what you guys think about this. No, no, no. All I said, <laughs> I said, do you think he's alive? You went off on a fucking tangent about people coming back in comic books and shit. Dead is dead. The internet will side, the internet will side with me. I guarantee you that one. Dead is dead. They want some more mace. Mace up in your face. Mm, mm, mm. Shh, shh. I don't know what that is, but. Tim, I, you know what, though? I feel bad because I feel like you, you had a theory you liked, and I, I think I, I rained on your parade. So it's really only I, fair. I know where you're going to go with it's that. Only fair that I, it. It's only fair that I cheer you up. Okay, you ready? You ready to dance? Don't, don't say it like that. You're not going to dance? <laughs> oh! You 
feeling better now, buddy? I cheer you up. <laughs> okay, on that note. Just as we end every show, I want to let you know the views and opinions expressed on this podcast by the host and their guest are theirs alone and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the Walt Disney Company or Lucasfilm. With that being said, fuck you, Sean Spicer. Dippin' Dots are delicious. Mm-mm-mm. Best ending ever. Fucking hate that guy, don't you? Yeah, seriously. Uh, see, I was talking to Kevin about you. Oh, about me! <laughs> gotcha! <laughs> <laughs>